Hello, this is Sarah Pearson, Features Editor at the Concord Monitor, here with Granite Geek, David Brooks, to learn more about an article he wrote this week. Hello, Dave. Greetings, Sarah. So your column made me hungry this week. Good journalism will do that, Sarah, yes. So you wrote about efforts to create a meatless but meaty burger, and you went out to investigate. I went out to investigate because no sacrifice is too great for the readers of the Concord Monitor. Um, so, yes... Uh, this is a uh, product called the uh, Impossible Burger, and it is one of actually several uh, items that are coming along that are attempts to create m- meat-like foods without actually using meat. Uh, and this one I'd heard about, uh, and in particular because Burger King is about to start selling uh, an Impossible Burger. And so I thought that was interesting, and I'd like to try it, and looked around and found that there's actually some restaurants in New Hampshire that already sell them, uh, uh, and including one near where I live, uh, which is called The Grill 603, an independent restaurant. So I went down with some friends, and I tried um, one of these burgers, and I did a single blind test, meaning that I was blind when I was tasting it, so I didn't know which I was eating, but the person who was feeding them to me, who was giving me the sample, was not blinded. So that's why it's only a single blind as compared to a double blind test and a really good scientific thing. You want double blind so that the person providing the the material to me wouldn't accidentally cue me about which one it was. So anyway, but... And what's the verdict? The verdict was that I was fooled. I was fooled about half the time. Uh, sometimes I thought um, the Impossible Burger was real meat, and sometimes I thought the real meat was the Impossible Burger. However, um, I got to say I did the same test with my wife at the same time. Basically, we, you know, we cut them in half, cut them into pieces, and, and fed each other uh, some of each. And she was not fooled at all. Uh, <laughs> and I, and as she would tell you, I do not have much of a palate when it comes to to food stuff. I'm perfectly happy with pretty much anything can't really tell it apart. So I'm not much of a test. So I think it's fair to say that most people would probably be able to tell it apart. However, she liked it. In fact, she liked it better than the than the meat burger. We don't eat a lot of meat anymore. And I had some friends that went along that also just tried just eating it just as a normal burger and they all liked it as well. So it it, it is an impressive technology. So so you write that this is part of a larger effort. Yes, uh, as I said at the beginning. So this 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 particular burger is is made out of different kind of plant substances mixed together in interesting ways. Uh, you know, some coconut fats and some protein from here and there, and also something called heme, which in uh, you and I and all other animals is sort of part of the hemoglobin. It carries the iron, and it's in a, in the blood, and it's one of the things that that kind of gives meat color and, and part of its taste. They've managed to, to make heme with a, a plant-based substance. That's kind of big, the techno breakthrough. There's other companies that are trying to do something like this in a much more scientifically interesting way, is they're trying to grow meat in the lab. So these are taking stem cells from muscle tissue of a, a cow and duplicating it and causing it to, to grow in the lab and, and to propagate in different ways so it creates, in theory at least, actual muscle tissue and fat that you and I would say is a piece of meat. And trying to do this without having it be an actual living cow involved. You don't have to kill a cow, you just take one cell from it. That's that's still in the, but it's getting pretty close uh, actually and you might actually see some of those come out commercially in the next couple of years. And the idea is that 
it's the environmental issues really are what's pushing all this. So raising meat, in particular raising cattle, raising beef, is environmental is a big environmental problem. It requires huge amounts of land, huge amounts of water. Uh, cattle produce a lot of methane uh, from their belches, and a, they're actually a, a significant source of greenhouse gases. Uh, and there's an awful lot of cropland that's devoted to nothing except feeding cows, a very inefficient way to get calories to human beings. The idea is, can we, and people, but people love meat. They're not going to start eating meat. It's, the world's not going to turn vegetarian tomorrow, obviously. So the question is, can you make something that's just as good as meat, but has less environmental damage? And that's, that's what this is trying to do. And trying to make us continue our current lifestyle without destroying the planet around us in the process. That's a lot of psychological baggage for a mere burger. Yeah, it is. Uh, and that's not even talking about the French fries. Uh, <laughs> but it's a noble effort. And if you get to have a noble effort while eating a burger, that's not bad. All right. Well, thanks, Dave. You bet. You can learn more about the Impossible Burger at ConcordMonitor.com, and you can see all the Granite Geek columns and related stories at GraniteGeek.org. You can subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, Google Music, Podbean, or iTunes. The theme music is Little Smartphone People by The Spide Kicks.